Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> and this is McNamara on Money. We are a call-in talk show, so please give us a call at 781-837-4900. And we are discussing uh, investing what it is not and what it is in some cases. So, Michael, do you have any further comments on uh what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about is oh, is a good time or a bad time to invest? Yeah, and let me. I know that took twelve minutes to answer, so let me do it in about thirty seconds, folks. It's never a bad time to invest money if you have enough time and you believe that the future of the world is bright. And even though it temporarily seems to end on a regular basis, it'll get better. And if you do that, then I guess you'll have the courage to own a whole bunch of high-quality companies in your portfolio and give them a long enough time to make more money so they can become more valuable. That sound okay? Or? That, that does. Okay, yeah. that was the short you answer. Need, right. I needed you need, some... You need time. Yeah, Any time is a good time, yeah. as long as you have time. Yeah, and, and if, if you are fearful, folks, just take uh, six months or a year or two to kind of work that money in slowly uh, and just go from there, okay? Okay, we have a call. This is Jim from Pembroke. Good morning, Hello. Jim. Are you there, Jim? Yes, I am. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Mike. I, I've got uh, a kind of a curious question. Okay. A top, topic I'd like to discuss. Okay. It, it's bitcoins. Okay. But not the way you think. Okay. Uh, 
Way back in the 19th century, we had a president named Andrew Jackson, and he uh, didn't like what the state banks were doing. They were printing their own money. And so he set up a policy where he was going to not allow, he was going to require species, currency, for all, uh, pay all government debts. And uh, he stopped the state banks from printing money. And I'm thinking, how is that, except for the fact that we have computers now, how is that that much different from what we're doing now with the Bitcoin? Uh, do, do you have and, a, an answer for that yourself, Jim, or a comment? Well, I... Well, here's what I did. I, we went to the Fort Worth Mint in, in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, wow. And I asked uh, their, one of their gurus about that, and he thought about it and said, you know, I, I haven't given it much thought, but there isn't much difference. Okay. Between what I because I don't understand Bitcoin at all, and and I don't invest in anything I don't understand. But uh, it seems to me like uh, uh, the Bitcoin was basically what the state banks were doing back in the 19th century. Okay. Uh, f philosophically, I would agree with you. Okay, and, and philosophically, yeah. it it makes sense to basically live within your means and not print money to solve your problems because that produces you know very high inflation sometimes uh, just talk with argentina yeah. or some other side so I, I have no issue at all structurally philosophically or financially with the idea about that whether it's bitcoin or something else or, or the gold standard by the way uh was another example that the the problem is that we ain't doing that we're, we're printing money when we need to and our appetite for that money is so huge that I can't imagine governments being in favor of going to that standard. Uh, if it did happen, I think there would be a dramatic reversal in the standard of uh, life of, of, of a whole bunch of folks across. So I don't know if we can afford it. But And then again, maybe the question is, I don't know if we can't afford it. So, so yeah, it's n no disagreement, Jim. Uh, it, it's uh, being basically financially responsible, and I've occasionally railed on this show from time to time about how we're financially responsible and the debts that we're building up by printing money, uh, our, our kids and grandkids are going to pay for that and hopefully not as dearly as might come to pass. So I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. Do you have any follow-up comments before I let you go, Jim? No, just, just, that was just a comment. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, it was, but it was a question, too. Yeah, be, being financially responsible would be a great idea. We both agreed on that, right? <laughs> and listen, right. thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of scary when you think about... Uh, how we're spending our money and uh, spending more than we take in, and we need to fix that. But, uh, you know, sometimes we have a day of reckoning coming unless we figure out some things about that, and that's, I think, one of Jim's points. All right, okay. let's talk about something a little All bit right. more fun, maybe. I don't know. Well, okay. uh, here's one. Some yeah. people come in and say, well, I want to earn as much as the stock market. Already. Okay. Um, for, let's see, I haven't heard that for a while from most of the folks that I work with, but our my younger peers with you know some of the younger clients are probably saying the same thing. So, right, so you can do that, folks. Okay, and you might be able to do that either by making a little bit more with the same level of risk that you that you would take, or 
you might be able to earn a stock market's return with a little less risk. Okay, so that's that's possible. Okay, the the first question would be, is it appropriate? Okay, uh, if you're uh, 65 years old, retiring next week, and tell me, if I meet you for the first time, and you tell me that you want to earn as much as the stock market. Well, the only way you can do that is to buy the stock market, plain and yes. simple. Okay, uh, and Putting 100% of one's money at age 65 when you're about to start taking money out of that pot of money is a wildly inappropriate investment strategy. By the way, we'll have some fun talking about investment strategies. Okay, so, so if somebody asks that question, they should be in their 20s and 30s and early 40s as far as I'm concerned. If I'm going okay. to answer it, sure. Okay, you can do that. Okay, so that's like the first question, a follow-up no. on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so, so sure. You can earn as much as the stock market, okay? Uh, so my response would be that, hey, you know, there's a whole bunch of investments out there these days where with 10 bucks you can buy the 500 biggest companies in America. You can buy the stock market, folks, right now. Uh, there are numerous investments that do that, and they're actually quite popular, okay? Uh, so first of all, is it appropriate? But second of all, how do you do it, okay? Um, when folks ask that question, and when I would reply, I think that's a great idea, okay? My Part of my answer would be, but... I don't think that you should put all your money in just the U.S. stock market because maybe there's a few other stock markets in the world that might actually outperform U.S. stock market. And, you know, maybe we ought to have a diversified portfolio of stocks to be able to go out and do that sort of a thing. So we have uh, an all-equity investment strategy okay as one of the choices that we have for folks most of those folks in their 20s and 30s and early 40s and how much of their money goes into that obviously depends but sure you can do that if you want to do that do it with a globally diversified stock portfolio to protect against u.s stock market ups and downs okay and i'm going to cite some numbers that are close Okay, uh, and time frames that are close, so don't hold me down on this, folks, but I will happily back up the uh, statements I'm about to make here in terms of how this works, okay? Um, if you go back to about the year 2000 from here, okay, I'm going to have three stock categories, okay? U.S. big stocks, international big stocks, and emerging markets, wild and woolly stocks, little companies, I'm sorry, little countries, maybe big companies, okay? So there's at least at least three categories of stocks that you should have in your portfolio, okay? If you want to be an all-equity investor, don't be one just in the U.S. market, okay? If you go back to just about the year 2000, of those three categories, emerging markets has about an 8% per year return, and the U.S. market has about a 5 Okay, so for that period of time, you didn't make the best return you could if you invested in the U.S. stock market. For about the last seven or eight years, you should have had all your money in the U.S. stock market. Okay, however, last year, calendar 2007, I'm sorry, 17, the U.S. stock market had a measly 21% return. I'm kidding. Okay, however... Emerging markets had a 37% return, almost twice the return. So, so folks, you don't want to earn 
a return equal to the U.S. stock market over the rest of your life. You want to earn a return from a globally diversified portfolio, okay, that takes the risk out of owning just the U.S. stock market, again, which has been a great place to be long term. Those cycles that I talked about earlier, about how you have to kind of wait for an investment to go through a cycle, well, those three categories of stocks are in different different time zones. Is it a good time to invest in the U.S. market? Well, we, we could only answer this looking backwards, but probably not because it's high. Is it a good time to invest in emerging markets? Probably so, because even after a 37% return last year, they're still cheap. So my point is, it may be, if you're asking, is it a good or a bad time, they're just looking at the U.S. stock market. It might be a roaring time okay, <laughs> to buy somebody, but you don't know that. So, again, the, the, the important part about being a good investor is if you know you don't know stuff, if you, if, you don't, if you know that you don't know what time it is in different markets, if you know that you can't predict the future, then maybe you'll get a little religion and diversify your portfolio into a whole bunch of stock stuff and be happy with it, whatever they all blend out to be over time. No, as you're talking about this, I I recall the first time that I need to make needed to make a decision about um, what to put some of my, I think it was an IRA a, yes. IRA money into. And you were talking with your financial advisor, your son at the time, is that correct? No, no, <laughs> this was previous to our son okay. talking okay. with you. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I it was very difficult to think about sending my money out of the country. I didn't trust. <laughs> what? With, with your Greek heritage, you got a problem know, with that? I know, but I didn't, I didn't trust the rest of the world. Yeah, I, yeah. It's like, no, I want my yeah. money here. I, yeah. believe, I believe in this. And you really have to, of course, over time and with a more understanding that yeah. you, you know, you get past that. Yeah. You break down those barriers. How do, you think, how do you think the Germans feel about the U.S. stock market? Yeah. yeah. Depends on where you grew up, I that's guess, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's called right. home court advantage or home court bias in the investment world. Yeah. 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 Or there's some security yeah. here. I feel good here. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's to, a small world, yeah, really. Yeah. It, it's, it's global getting, markets. It's yep. getting small. And, and to that really, really good point, it's, um, in, you know, the, the whole driver of all this stuff is capitalism, okay? And I'm sorry, folks, it's still a very good word, okay? It needs some controls and a a leash once in a while, but let's not try to do away with capitalism because there are not a lot of other decent choices. But anyway, so, so, you know, people... If if people look back, one of the things I do with folks in the little investor education song and dance I do for an hour or two with people I meet is, would you rather have been born when you were born or a thousand years ago? Okay, and, and everybody answers, well, well, of course, when, when I was born. born, And, I, and I, I say, well, yeah, but how come? And they'll say, well, you know, medicine, or they'll say toilets, or they'll say health, or they'll say, you know, cars or automobiles or transportation. Lifespan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so if you look back from where you are, okay, and I don't care where you are in life, you know, if, if you know, if we have a problem with poverty in this nation right now, but... If you had a choice between being poor now and poor a thousand years ago, I got a newsflash for you, which one you want to pick, sort of a thing. So my point is, if you look over a long period of time about what your lifestyle now is versus what it was way, way back when, everybody wants to be born when they were born, okay? And, and the reason for that is for some really weird reason, 
our, the quality of our lives in general, for most people on the planet in general, have improved. Okay, I, I'm sorry, capitalism is responsible for that. And the really good news, coming back to the global thing, is that there's a whole bunch of other countries, okay, that are you know developing and buying into want, that. They want in on yeah, that. They want they want blue jeans. Uh, you know, they 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 want iPhones. They want whatever sort of a thing. It's it's a wonderful thing. Okay, so so the bottom line is that that we are a global. Okay, uh, but we are we are a globe. Okay, <laughs> and our standard of living is coveted by a whole bunch of different com- countries in the world. And you know what? They're working on making theirs better and and whatever. And and that's absolutely one. So that's what this is about. So you you've got a chance to play the capitalism game. Okay, when they're in the early stages of that. You know, I, I like to ask the question. You know, which grows faster, an eight hundred pound gorilla? or a 40-pound gorilla cub? Easy answer, right? Well, the U.S. is an 800-pound gorilla. We, we grow, we get fat, okay? We, we, we continue to grow, but the, the rate of growth for an 800-pound gorilla is a little bit slower, okay, than that 40-pound cub who's gonna be an 800-pound gorilla sometime. So my point is those wild and woolly emerging markets I- investors, okay, th- they're buying the 40-pound gorilla cubs. Well, you buy a lot of them and you cover your bets, obviously, and it's pretty exciting, okay, in terms of how that works. But because the the rest of the globe, or I should say a large percentage of the rest of the globe, uh, there are some countries that are still back in the Stone Age. And if you look around, they don't have any capitalism going on, but that that's okay. So a, a large percentage of the rest of the globe wants to play that game and they want our lifestyle. All I'm saying is bet on it, okay, with global investments in, in stocks and bonds, okay, because we're not the only game in town, and, and that's just how it is. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a global, it is a global world. It's a smaller world, okay, uh, and you are not protecting yourself if you don't have investments throughout the planet. And end of story, okay? This goes back to the caller we had, and you you mentioned gold, so I, I'm always interested in this. Yeah. When someone says, I would like some gold in my portfolio, yeah. what would you say about that? Uh, I would say that it's not a real investment, okay? Okay. Uh, so precious metals in general then, right? Because you see all these that, things. That doesn't mean you can't make money or lose money on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, g- g- um, gold does nothing. You know, if you own stocks, they... they provide services they make things they give advice okay okay, okay. The, the the only value in in a metal is to what extent we can use it or not use it or how all that works okay so it's it, it, it's for, for, it, it doesn't do anything other than some people think it's worth more and they buy more. It, it, w- there's nothing that drives the price of gold higher over other time. Other than people buying uh, it? Other than people buy, want selling more, it? Selling it? more jewelry. Okay. And, and yeah, okay. Uh, and by the way, if we found 8 million more times the gold that exists now, the price will go up and down. So it, yes, the price goes up and down. And yes, okay, okay, it's made money and lost money over a long, long period of time. Okay. But I would rather own... 500 of the biggest companies in America and see them build their own value intrinsically and ride that than to wait for something that may or may not be worth more or less going forward, kind of depending on circumstances. So it's, it's a commodity. It's not, okay. a, it's not a producer of value. It doesn't make stuff or do stuff. It's just there. and It's, it's nice, okay? Uh, but, you know, well, people will say, well, 
it's a, it's a protection against the world coming to end. Well, well, that's because you think it's a protection against the world going to an end, and it kind of goes from there. Okay, uh, when I hear that question, it's really indicative indicative of a bigger issue. Okay, shouldn't I have some gold in my portfolio? The only time that people ask that is first of all after it already run up a lot. Okay, and it's come okay I'm coming to the attention of the world. Okay, okay, that, geez, maybe it's a good time to buy that. Well, whether it's gold or whether it's stocks or whether it's Bitcoin or whether whatever the heck it is, if, if something is making lots of money, okay, it's going to show up in the news. And, and the, the consciousness of that happening is just going to spread out to people. And they're looking backwards and saying, hey, okay, so, so I want to take that gold question to a bigger question. You know, should I buy Bitcoin? You know, should mm-hmm. I buy, in, insert anything that you want. Who's, should I buy real estate? Oh, yeah, that's good because real estate's going up a whole lot and everybody's making money. You know, at one time, we have a place in Fort Myers, one time, 43% of the condo owners in Fort Myers bought them as investments. Yes. Yeah, it might be a problem with that. You know, give, there, there sure was. There <laughs> sure oh, was. Yeah, okay. So, so whether it's gold, and I don't want any gold bugs. By the way, gold was dead money for about 40 years before about 10 years ago. So it can die for a long time. But anyway, I, I want to insert other things besides gold in that question. And here's the answer. By the time you're asking about it, the train left the station, it's too late. When, 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 can I buy some more gold? Well, you should have bought some more gold the last time it was at the bottom when it was bleeding to death and it was worthless and nobody wanted it. You shouldn't ask about buying it, okay, when it's probably at the top or near the top of its store value these days. Okay? Yeah, well, that's just, but that's, that okay? but that's like saying, well, the market's high, you shouldn't buy. You wouldn't say that to somebody. You would but, say, that's right. You but would the, say, you know, yes, if you have right. the time, you should invest it right. now. Yep. So, I mean, you, yep. It, if you want it, yeah. you sh- shouldn't you buy it whenever you want it, if uh, that's what you believe. If you, that's what you believe, but it might take a very long time for some of that to come to true. Okay, but gold had a downswing for about 30 years in price, okay, before it peaked up about 8 or 10 years ago. So w- we don't own gold in, in our portfolios. We own baskets of commodities, that include gold and lettuce and a bunch of other things there because the world needs those commodities, whether they be precious metals or agricultural products or whatever. So the, the idea of having commodities in your portfolio as a, as a hedge, we, we do happen to own those. They're inflation hedges, okay, gold being one of them. That, so there are lots of other ones that you can use besides gold for diversification, okay, but you know, the, the real big picture issue is whenever folks are asking about buying something, it's usually too late to do so anyway. You got to be careful about that. I, I have a chart where gold hit an all-time high about, oh, is it three, four, five, I forget exactly when it was. And then two years later, it was down 50% because nobody wanted it anymore. So it's also extremely volatile as an investment mm-hmm. and would test one's courage and beliefs <laughs> to do that. So, so it's a commodity. It, uh, commodities are inflation hedges, no, no, no disagreement. Uh, if you want to buy gold, buy a basket of commodities and hedge so, your bets. Right, so it's sure. basically, in a way, you could say, do you want to buy one stock, which you would advise there, there, against? There no, go. buy a basket yeah, of stocks, yeah, yeah. buy a, let's, buy a let's mutual fund. Let's have some fund. diversification yeah. of that topic. But 
obviously it's such an alluring, okay, kind of a thing to talk about anyway. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you think of the gold standard. Yeah. So you yeah, think you that's yeah. your ultimate protection. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. We, I don't know. We got time to start another one, I think, here. Go ahead. Okay. So let's switch this. I like this one. By the way, you love gold, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> platinum, yeah. diamonds, all what, kinds what of stuff. Whatever. Like commodities, that. right? What yeah, commodities, there, there you go. Right. Okay. Um, Will you watch my investments? You're going to watch my investments, right? <laughs> Every minute of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, where do I start with this one? Okay. So, <laughs> first of all, I usually get that question when it's hitting the fan. Or, uh, no, I, I get that question when we're meeting potential new okay. clients. Sure. And there are difficult times in the financial world or the world in general. Sc scary times, okay? Yeah. And, and what that, those people were nervous and concerned, legitimately so, okay? And what they were basically asking is, will you get me out of it before it goes down because I'm scared? Okay. Right. And, they, and <laughs> my account went down. Yeah, I'm yeah, nervous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I, 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 let me be crystal clear that's what they're asking. Okay. Okay. Uh, every once in a while, well, no, eh, well, no, often enough, uh, I'll meet some potential folks uh, who are potential clients, uh, and they may want to hold on to some of their money and let us invest part of it. That's okay. Uh, and and they'll say, most often the male, I might point out, is that. Yeah, I watch these investments. I'm okay. Well, when you watch your investments, all you did at the best was see what they did yesterday. Wait, 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 mm -hmm. Watching is a current or a historical exercise. Watching doesn't imply watching into the future, which is what people asked when they said, will you watch? I could watch your investments. They went up down yesterday. They've been down for the last five years. They've been up for <laughs> That's watching. So so w watching okay, means right now and or maybe over a period of time going backwards. Well, but that's not what they're, what they're really asking because the future is what they're concerned about. So you can't watch into the future. You can watch right now, but all it means is it went up or down yesterday. So let's see. So I've got this investment it went down a little bit yesterday how do i feel well i watched it it went down well what's going to happen tomorrow i don't know well it went down a little bit the day <laughs> after that okay what am i gonna do i don't know well it went down I mean, you know, so you can watch something right down to zero if it's an individual stock or down 50 percent. you can watch it or you can watch it going up but that doesn't mean you know when it's going to hit the top and it doesn't mean you know when it's going to hit the bottom so so it apply you know implying do you know the future, McNamara? Because that's why we're here. Well, that's if that's why you think you're here, okay, let me explain. We don't know the future. We can protect you and diversify you and make some plans to deal with the future, but we don't know it, which is why we're going to diversify your portfolio and get you to have some realistic expectations about this game works. But I'm watching my portfolio. It means absolutely nothing. And when they ask me to watch it, I'll say, you're, what you're really asking me is, can I get you out of this sucker before it goes down to save yeah. your money? And the answer is, I don't know. Okay, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potential Client, I have absolutely no clue 
what the U.S. stock market or any of the stock markets or bond markets of the world are going to do next week, next month, next year, okay? And the moment that you figure out that you don't know either, then you might get a little religion about having a diversified portfolio and covering a whole lot of bases and dealing with the fu- an unknown future. And, and that, that, that's me. You know, we don't know the future, but we can prepare for it and deal with it as best we can. That's as good as it gets, folks. Okay, watching does not imply knowing the future. Uh, if any investment advisor says, yeah, I'll watch your portfolio, I hope they explain that they're talking about today and yesterday and not tomorrow, sort of a folk, okay? Uh, any, whenever you have a working relationship with anybody, you don't want anybody to have unrealistic expectations about what they think they, <laughs> that you can do. And let's face it, knowing the future is a pretty unrealistic expectation. So uh, is that okay? Any follow-up questions on that or not? Uh, well, I... I recall when they started printing the um, uh, mutual funds daily in the newspaper, yeah. and they would they would yeah. print like it went up, it went up today, yeah. it went yeah. down. Yeah. You could watch yeah. a mutual fund daily, which to me, oh, good old up was, <laughs> was like antithetical yeah. to what yeah, yeah. what a mutual fund. Well, how do you be a why long, you have? Yeah, why how do you be you a long term investor? Right, if you're looking at it every day, right. Right. You can't be. It's not meaningful, I don't think. Thank you. I don't think over, you know, yeah. over a day or okay. Yeah, go- government, a uh, when I first broke into this business a very long time ago, as a stockbroker, uh, okay, you get monthly statements. Folks get monthly statements, okay? And, and when I first broke into this business, okay, the day that everybody got their monthly statement, a whole bunch of people would call. You would spend three days, wow. the first three days of every month, explaining to folks why their individual stocks, which I bought some of in my earlier career for folks, why their individual stocks were way up or way down, sort of a thing. Okay, okay. Uh, it is my opinion that if we're telling people to be long-term investors and five to ten years is like a minimum time frame for your stuff to work, I don't know why you're looking in the newspaper every day. By the way, I don't know why you're looking at your monthly statement. The people do, so they can kind of watch <laughs> their portfolios. But it, it is not uh, helpful to creating long-term investors if we have instantaneous information that you could read any time that you want. So I, I spend half of my life battling that current what's going on in the world, and it's meaningless compared to the, you know... How about we just give these 500... Well, by the way, in, in, a, in an average portfolio, we, we have a mixture of mm-hmm. stock stuff in everybody's portfolio. And whether it's all okay. stocks or whether the stocks are only 20 or 30% of your portfolio, they, we all have the same kinds of things in that piece sort of a thing, okay? And it, it, that's just how you have to be to have that, that mixture, I guess. I, I lost my point. What, were we talking about what? The... the uh, um, no, oh, time frame, time frame. Yeah, so so in the in the portfolios that we have for our clients, and we're not unusual, there are probably four thousand companies, okay, throughout the planet that people own in their portfolios. Okay, one of my favorite questions to folks is, how long does it take to grow a company? Okay, you know, if you think wow. companies, if you think you own companies. Versus, I own stocks. It's a whole lot less scary and more accurate to say, you know, I got pieces of 4,000 really good companies throughout the planet. I'm just kind of hoping most of them make more money over the long run. And if 
20 of those companies disappear tomorrow, I'm not going to know about it anyway, okay, and kind of go from there. So, so if you invest in companies versus speculate in stocks in the market, your time frame just got out to about where it should be. Years, folks. Absolutely years, okay? You know, we're making a broad bet that companies can earn more money over the long run. The chances of that bet working out have been pretty darn high for a long time. If you want to try to make a bet about what's going up and down tomorrow, next week, or next month or year, you're going to hurt yourself sooner or later. The, the odds of success increase exponentially with the length of time you can invest, period. Okay, and I say to folks, that's what we're betting on. Did you want to buy in on that? Okay. okay. This uh, isn't... Oh, you're going to take a break? Uh, well, we probably... <clears throat> hey, Tim, I think we should probably... Uh, he's kind of... Let, let, let's go ahead. Okay. Go, yeah. So this isn't actually on here. Oh, I don't see it. Yeah, but um, when you were talking about when someone asks, are you watching my investments and yeah. things? Yeah. Um, I know one of the things you do periodically is kind of look at where someone's portfolio is. And if something something grew much larger than something else you do this thing called rebalancing yeah, yeah. so it's not it's not a static r right I, I could say to people we're watching your portfolio every week okay to answer their question I, I that wouldn't explain why I had some concerns about the question but right. yeah the, the the trick uh the trick to making this world work is rebalance and after the break we're going to fix that up mm -hmm. 